What's up, everybody? This is the Off Duty On Duty Podcast, episode number 55. I'm your host, Brian Eastridge, and welcome to the podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com podcast network. The Off Duty On Duty Podcast. We take topics relevant to today's gun owners and we tackle them from the perspective of everyday concealed carriers and the perspective of on-duty law enforcement officers to give you both angles of discussion. Today, I'm joined by me. This is episode number 55, and one year ago this week, we launched the podcast. And thanks to uh, all of you listeners out there, uh, we've cracked 50,000 downloads this year. So that is all because of you, fire listener. And uh, I'm kind of going to do a a year in recap, and we're going to talk about mentors. Okay? Uh, something that came up at the Guardian Conference. Uh, if you guys were out there, I met some of you there, uh, and it was great to put some faces to the some names that I see on social media and pop up on the podcast comments. And a lot of you uh, were, <laughs> a lot of you were remembering stuff that was said in a podcast that I'd kind of forgotten about. So we're going to talk mentors, and I'm going to go all the way back, all the way back to like episode two and uh it was hanny hanny mcmood so i'm going to throw out a a shout out to hanny mcmood if you're at the guardian conference he presented a class but uh due to uh, a little injury there he wasn't able to do a live fire class but hanny on the side of mentors uh has been a very important one maybe and not just on the gun side uh he's one of the one of the dudes that I, I reach out to, you know, when I've had a bad day in cop work or maybe I've had a great day at the range, uh, you know, and we, we share those things and we talk about uh, the finer points of, you know, gunsmiths of uh, days gone by. And, and uh, you know, I've given him a couple of tricks to keep his, his old 1911 collection running. So, you know, we're bros like that. And one of the things with that is, uh, you know, we are separated by about, uh, oh, about 250 miles. So we get together a couple of times a year and we talk guns, we talk training, we talk mentoring new students, how to communicate the new students. And just from our conversations, I have implemented a lot of what I've learned from him. So big shout out to Hanny. He's probably, I think him and Daryl are tied for number of podcasts on the show. So uh, Hanny McMood. The aftermath of a shooting back at episode four, that was one Gary Eastridge, my dad. So when it comes to mentorship, uh, you know, friends and family are (laughs) family is number one, right? And, uh, you know, we had a unique relationship and he is really what inspired me to, you know, carry the torch and try to figure some of this stuff out. Uh, Some of you guys at the Guardian Conference got to meet him. He was out there a few days and uh, hopefully you listen to his podcast because he's kind of got this superhuman thing where he can do things that are, you know, for us uh, younger people are challenging and difficult. He makes it look easy. And I swear to you, he shoots like 50 rounds a year in practice. So, uh, but, you know, he gave me the love and appreciation for firearms and for carrying a gun and for safety and for you know, being a good steward of that practice, uh, and mentoring others. Uh, he was an instructor all the way back in 1986. 
So I got to see, you know, like a front row seat to what it looked like to train people to shoot that some had never carried, you know, carried a gun. And he also, uh, because of his affinity for <laughs> the 1911 and revolver was probably single-handedly responsible for where, why I took the torch of trying to figure out how to keep those things running. So anyway, kudos to Gary Easter, JKA, my dad. And if you haven't go back and listen to four nineteen ninety five. Uh, Steve Moses, um, Steve Moses is now a dear friend of mine that I've met through the network of CCW safe. He's been on the podcast a couple of times talking Kenosha, talking weapon lights. And, uh, I gotta say, you know, I learned something from him every time that we talk and I feel like that that's a two-way conversation. So kudos Steve and, uh, you know, he's carrying the torch for Palisade Training Group, and they do a lot of good stuff with church security, etc. So, thanks, Steve Moses. Riley Bowman, my bro Riley, who I have literally met twice in my life, but we have spent hours dissecting information on the phone and strategizing and, you know, on and on. And, uh, you know, he's really become a, an authority on all things Red Dot. I admittedly am not. So when I have a red dot question, he's one of the first dudes I go to. Hey, help me out with this. What do I, you know, he's done the math. So I just get to copy off his paperwork. Right. And he's a phenomenal instructor. Some of you guys get to train with him at guardian. And, uh, so he's been a real mentor to me on that side of things with, uh, you know, just the inner workings of SIG pistols and, a lot of the math and science behind running a red dot. Also, Jacob Paulson, who is single-handedly responsible. Well, not maybe single-handedly, but it's quite got quite a team there. But uh, for this podcast going out and you guys getting to listen to it. So Jacob uh, on the business side and on the podcast side has always drove me to do better. So, uh, you know, the, the kind of mentor, a.k.a. leader, that can uh, <laughs> that can cut you to the bone and make you feel good about it. And Jacob, uh, glad to hear you're on the mend. And with the the recent little health battle that you made the announcement on there on the Facebook, but uh, I wanted to throw a shout out to you and Riley as how important you guys have been to uh, to to my success. And you know, I try to pay that back by uh, you know putting a good product out for all these listeners to take part in. And, uh, and you guys have put a lot of faith in me when, uh, other things were kind of falling apart. So I appreciate that as well. Moving on. So thanks Jacob and Riley moving on. We have, Oh, there's, there's Hanny. There's Lee Weems. Lee Weems is a fellow that I met at, uh, the range master tactical conference a couple of years ago and dialed into first person safety and all that and uh has been responsible for training a number of law enforcement students and uh for those of you that have never been involved in a law enforcement program it is an uphill battle from the word go uh and you don't get to pick your students it's not an open enrollment class where people are coming to learn one or two nuggets it is, they are just born into the world of firearms, the bulk of them. Um, some of them, you know, they have past training. So uh, I 
take a lot of that from him when I get, uh, you know, when I get upside down in a class because I'm, you know, maybe I'm, I'm trying to speak a little over somebody's head. Uh, you know, I'm reminded like Lee has to take these people and show them how to actually lock the slide open on a gun. And that is something that, you know, on this, the open enrollment side that we kind of take for granted at times and developed a program to train cops to stay safe. Uh, so I really admire that. And when I talk law enforcement training, he's one of the guys I reach out to. And, you know, I've been on his podcast. He's been on mine here a couple of times. And, uh, you know, we, we, we get to text back and forth and he picks my brain. I pick his brain and it's, it's a, it's a great thing. Uh, Spencer keepers, keepers concealment, um, love his holsters. I've known the guy for literally almost my whole life. And, uh, somebody, (laughs) somebody at the guardian conference came up and said, man, there's a hotbed of great in firearms instructors here in the, in the Midwest. And they were from some region that's a bit, uh, maybe barren for, uh, you know, instructors, not necessarily all instructors, but, uh, people that teach niche and things like that. And they were like, man, you are so fortunate to live here because you got all these guys within about three hours of you. And I'm like, yeah, and we all know each other and we all pick each other's brain. And when we get a chance, we all go shoot together. And I've been shooting with Spencer for about, oh, shoot. I don't know, off and on for 30 years. And especially in the last five or six years, we've made several really good range sessions and it's always a learning experience. And, uh, you know, I consider it a good day when I best him on one drill and, uh, yeah, (laughs) that's, that's the extent of it. But also, you know, I've been fortunate enough to go up there and co-teach a, a, uh, class for some LEOs to kind of bridge some of the language barriers that we have between cops and concealed carriers and teaching cops how to carry off duty. And I really appreciate the opportunity he, he uh, extended for that. And uh, so thanks Spencer. Uh, I think it's like back on episode 12, we just absolutely burned the sacred church of fundamentals to the ground and rebuilt them. So uh, next up is uh, my uncle, Kyle, Eastridge, who uh, owns his own business now and and has a uh, has his hand in a lot of things, and uh, you know as a mentor from a little kid, you know he was he, I got to ride around in his police car and see his you know his new guns and and uh, you know work in the gun shop with him and and uh, just see a lot of life stuff with him. Uh, we won't mention the McDonald's incident of about 1993, but <laughs> catch me sometime and we'll talk about it. It was pretty funny. So uh, thanks, Kyle, for being on. Also, uh, Kyle is a veteran of uh, the April 19th incident here in Oklahoma City. So, uh, you know, there again, another mentor, another person that shaped my life and uh, was kind enough to come on the podcast and, and share some experiences uh, next up, Kyle Sweet, uh, El, El Prez of uh, CCW Safe. Uh, on the, we, we talked about qualified immunity there a while back on uh, the law enforcement side because it was a real hot button topic last November, you know, with should we end qualified immunity for police officers? And uh, he enlightened me quite a bit. Even after, you know, 18 plus years of being a cop, I still didn't fully grasp what qualified immunity amounted to. So, uh, it, it was a really fascinating conversation. Maybe not one that, uh, you know, your average armed citizen might 
be concerned with, but at the same time, when you're hearing it blasted on the news that cops have qualified immunity, um, it's not what you think it is. And uh, it was really eye-opening. And also on the business side, you know, Kyle's helped uh, line me out on business inner workings and how how that uh, how that comes together and 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 moving as a you know an entrepreneurial person uh, he's really been important in that regard. Uh, Michael Burgess, you guys that made it to the Guardian Conference and got to see a little bit of the instructor power that is one Michael Burgess not a cop not a military dude but he is a guy that has put in the work and I would not hesitate to take somebody who has never held a gun before and say here Michael make them great and uh, he does it in a very short amount of time and uh, he AI'd for me at the uh, Guardian conference and a couple of times I thought man I'm just going to hand the reins over to this guy. <laughs> he really knows what he's doing. And we've been uh we've been shooting together for how oh, 21 years now. And at different phases in our life and different, you know, crossroads in our life, he's always been there and I've I've done my best to be there for him. And uh there again, mentoring. So, you know, he was a few years older and he took a uh you know, a broke single soldier from Fort Bragg and you know, put him up in his house and treated him like family. And that has forged a lifelong friendship that, uh, I would be remiss to think that, you know, if you have one friend like that in your entire life, you're a lucky person. Uh, also he, he cooked a great meal for me. And uh, after eating barracks chow for a few years, that was a nice change of pace. And we always pushed each other to do better, uh, in the shooting sports when we were shooting IDPA and three gun and, and, uh, he was kind of the one that took me under his wing, uh, when we were running matches and another friend of ours kind of gave us the reins to, Hey, you guys are the safeties, make it happen. And for a 21 year old kid, that's a pretty good responsibility. So, uh, Daryl bulky up next, Daryl bulky DB, um, <laughs> He and I are wired so much alike, it's ridiculous. And uh, Daryl is is quite the historian on all things that I've had to digest over the years. And when we get together and talk, um, and Daryl, again, guy I met at TACCON 2019, I'd, I'd seen his picture in a magazine and uh, admired his watch. And the next thing you know, we're, you know, it's like old hat. Hey, you know, you're like-minded and like-minded people and, and Daryl's been a real mentor when it comes to questioning the why about a lot of things we do in training. And, uh, and also he's fought a lot of the same battles that I have, which is, you know, on the law enforcement front, trying to drive training in a direction that, uh, for one makes sense. And for two, uh, is, is just a, a wash with headaches and, and, and I get it. And, I kind of felt like I was on an Island for a long time. And you realize with dudes like DB, you're not on an Island. You're just, uh, you're really going against, against the grain with some people and, and how to, how to approach that in a little more tactful manner. So thanks for that DB. And I know that, you know, saying tactful and not tactical when I'm talking about you is probably, uh, <laughs> you may take a little offense to that, but you've really, 
you know, when I get off the rails and get frustrated, it's really nice to know somebody's been there, seen that, done that, and and played that movie before. And uh, and he's also given me a lot of insight on effective training and accountability. So next up was Dave Harrington, Super Dave. I met him around the same time I met Michael Burgess, and we just kind of crossed paths and bounced off each other. And uh, ever since the podcast launched, you know, I'm in touch with him, you know, a couple times a month. And and Dave is a wealth of information. I tell people he's forgot more about shooting than most people will ever learn in a lifetime. He's been a national level competitor. Uh, he trained legions. I and I am talking legions of, you know, some of our nation's finest, uh, <clears throat> finest individuals to go uh, do bad things to bad people. And he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to writing training programs. And I love nothing more than to get a phone call at 10 o'clock at night and seeing it super Dave. And he's got a, you know, something he just wants to flesh out. And I, uh, I appreciate that. You know, I'm, I'm on his short call list. Apparently, uh, Gary Questenberry, Gary was, uh, you can't fight what you don't see coming. Uh, Gary again, thanks. I appreciate your time and the effort that you, uh, you put in for, you know, some fledging, fledgling little podcast. And, uh, Gary has been a really good resource when it comes to, you know, basically talking to people that aren't carrying a gun or in a, or in a non-permissive environment about, you know, how to keep your head on a swivel and some really practical applications for that. So thanks for being on the show, Gary, Robbie Vadis. I had two Robbies back to back and I got to tell you, Rob Vadis had more influence on me in a short period of time because the dude was just winning PPC matches when I was obsessed with PPC. And uh, over the years, we've exchanged emails, phone calls, text messages, and and run in the same kind of circles of people in training. And uh, I would, I'd be hard-pressed to say that he's probably not the absolute best pistol shooter in this century uh, in the law enforcement realm. And by that, I don't mean... Uh, that he, he's just, he's not a USPSA guy, but, uh, the dude is probably one of the finest pistoleros I've ever seen in my entire life, hands down. And, uh, the guy gets it and he's a phenomenal instructor. And again, uh, through border patrol and CBP, he has trained legions of people to keep the nation safe. And, uh, and he's always been a voice that I could reach out to and, and, you know, talking about training programs and, and, uh, you know, picking somebody's brain that's been there, done that to, uh, you know, maybe give some insight to an agency and go, Hey, look, we're limited on a training budget. How can, what are some things I can do to try to up our, our game when it comes to, uh, you know, gun handling and, and marksmanship. And, uh, so thanks Rob Vadis. Next up was Robbie Latham. Uh, I finally got to you know, it wasn't shot show in passing. Hey, Rob, how you doing? We got to sit down and have a couple hour chat and, uh, Rob Latham again, his methodology has always challenged my thinking. As long as I can remember, I could see him do something and I couldn't replicate it and getting the opportunity to, uh, you know, sit down via zoom and, uh, you know, hash out that Rocky road ice cream is the best. And, <laughs> And continue to, uh, you know, just explore the mind of somebody that uh, doesn't do it like anybody else, but does it better than everyone else. 
And uh, what I find commonality with with both of Rob's is they challenged the norm of thinking. And uh, one of the most stunning things that I heard from Rob Latham was that he had never been to a formal shooting class. Uh, that just was mind-blowing to me. And uh, that he had never really trained under anybody. He figured it out for himself. And he does everything the opposite of every way I was ever trained, it seems like. But, um, but he was the one that really just inspired me to continue to challenge the norm and continue to, to, to seek out the reasons why. Don't just do something because somebody said that's the way you do it. Go figure it out on your own and then figure out how to teach it to somebody else and, you know, put in the work. Uh, next up, oh, I had three Robs in a row. Rob Beckman. Rob Beckman, one of my favorite people on earth. Um, again, uh, another one that I met just surely through the industry and being in the same circles of people and listening to his podcast and being on his podcast and uh, having him come on my podcast and drive the narrative of, hey, this is stuff I always wanted to ask a cop. You know, and when it comes to uh, podcasting, he's a guy that I reach out to and I go, man, I'm short on topics, dude. I need some help. And, uh, you know, Rob's there. He, he drives me to be better. Uh, Jeff Pierce, old, uh, old, oh, how to say, uh, I say old, not old, but, uh, long time acquaintance of mine who, you know, we've developed a good friendship over the years, uh, who was, a a, uh, administrator at my department when he retired and came on and completely answered the question of what is CIT crisis intervention teams in law enforcement. Again, a hot button media topic, but, uh, Jeff was always a guy that if I was curious about something, uh, in the inner workings of the department, he would always kind of undo the veil and say, Hey, you know, these are the reasons why. And, uh, you know, the, the logic behind them. And, and I always watched him stick up for other officers, uh, you know, that were in times of, uh, maybe less than uh, <laughs> less than perfect situations, and and really uh, really take up for him. Rob Garrett, uh, man, I had so many Robs in a row. It was awesome. Rob Garrett, gun writer, uh, prolific gun writer in the defensive handgun world, all the way back to the like nineteen and eighty four uh, or eighty six. I think I was six years old and read one of his articles, and you know we connected because of the podcast and and I appreciate it Rob and it's really it's nice to be able to reach out to somebody that's uh you know just so free with information and you know coaching and and ooh, he lives in an area that I spent a great deal of my youth in and uh you know being able to call him with a question about an old Smith and Wesson revolver or you know so uh great and I I, I love the friendships I've made just simply from having this podcast cecil birch another guy i met at TACCON that uh has grown into be uh one of my another one of my favorite people i say if i say they're my favorite person if they've been on the podcast they're one of my favorite people on earth so cecil birch or as i affectionately call him the jits hippie uh <laughs> the the guy is just you know when it comes to training I know nothing. Well, I say I know nothing. I did martial arts for quite a while when I was growing up. Uh, he has done martial arts his entire life. And, uh, you know, it's really made a big impression on me about knowing my limitations when it comes to 
martial arts, empty hand martial arts. And uh, he's another person that uh, I'm looking forward, A, looking forward to training with, and B, uh, looking forward to referring people to training with him because I feel like he's probably one of the best empty hand instructors in the world. Notice I said world. There are very few people that have his background. So thanks, Cecil. And uh, I'm still looking to get your, uh, your your grandkid a hoodie there to match yours and Hopefully I can, hopefully I can find that the search continues, uh, Justin dial <laughs> odd thing about, uh, you know, being, uh, in the circles of shooters on the East coast is I had no idea, but we'd shot several matches together back in the, uh, early two thousands and, you know, went to the same places and saw the same people and trained with the same people. And uh, it was really good to reconnect with him. And, and I really, really appreciate he's been a gun writer for a long time. And thank you, Justin, for the five-yard roundup because it is a humbling experience. And it's also a tool that I have permeated to a number of law enforcement officers. So, uh, And I think by permeating that to a number of uh, law enforcement officers, that has only served to uh, really... Uh, up the not only credibility but the effectiveness of some of the uh, local law enforcement officers and other people that i train uh tim chandler shotgun guy man i i love shotguns i'm a shotgun instructor but uh you know when i got a question about a shotgun i go to tim chandler so thanks for your time uh and and allowing me to pick your brain and, uh, you know, we've, we've been friends virtually on the interwebs for several years and, and we've always exchanged great ideas and, uh, I really, really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it, it I've been an instructor in, with a shotgun for 16 plus years now, and I learned as much in 30 minutes talking to Tim Chandler as I have in years of actually sh- training uh, training people to shoot shotguns. It was just a lot of considerations I'd never looked at. So thanks for your time and your mentorship with that. Uh, up next, Wayne Dobbs, my uh, uh, luminary friend, uh, who is also a fifth-generation native Texan. You can't say Wayne Dobbs without saying Texas in the same sentence. It just doesn't go together. Uh, Wayne and I met at TACCON uh, over, over a rather... <laughs> A rather, uh, how to say it, rather funny joke that I that I kind of threw out about an incident that had happened in his neck of the woods, and uh, you know we forged a friendship from then on, and and Wayne is one of my favorite people to this day, and and I can't wait uh, for when you know you come through town and I get to buy you dinner and pick your brain about all things operational shooting. So uh, Wayne Dobbs, thanks again. Uh, you've been a great mentor, Eric Gellhouse. Now everybody's got to uh, take a drink of your favorite beverage because I said Gellhouse. Take two. Uh, Eric is another one, really uh, important, and in, in that he comes from the origination, the school of origination of the modern technique of the handgun, and we got to talk about Cooper's Combat Triad, which. Uh, and it's it's been so played out and taken taken out of context, and it was really good to get it from. Uh, not that you're a horse, Eric, but uh, the horse's mouth, and uh, you know he and I have exchanged 
you know, law enforcement topics and talks and all that over the last several months. And uh, I really appreciate uh, Eric Gelhouse. That's three. Uh, coming on the show and giving me a little bit of your time. Amy Langdon, uh, as we go back to, you know, just a, a little over a month ago, because we're kind of winding down here. I've been going almost 30 minutes on my own. I feel like Bill Burr. Uh, Amy Langdon, uh, who I met in uh, 2017, 2018, right in there, uh, who uh, is one half of the juggernaut of Langdon Tactical. And uh, really interesting perspective because Amy was not necessarily a gun person and she is in the gun industry fully invested and is now speaking to the audience that I feel like gets overlooked and that is the new shooter. And, and I won't say they get overlooked constantly, but uh, I feel like a lot of the training is geared to that top 10% of shooters. And uh, I am really invested in getting new people to not be afraid to come to training. And I really got a great deal of good information from her and feedback from someone that nece wasn't necessarily involved in the defensive arts of a handgun and and actually has the challenges with people that maybe don't want to modify the way they dress or or need to tailor something to their lifestyle and i uh i appreciate it and also on the business side uh and amy has driven me to be better when it comes to belts and products and i can't tell you uh, how many conversations that we've had over the last two, three years about, you know, how to do things right and do things better and be a, you know, be a better manufacturer, be a better business person, uh, and, and how to have conversations with people that are important to me that maybe just are not into the gun thing completely. Maybe they just want one for, uh, this, you know, home defense or something or whatever it is and how to not, uh, push those people out. Uh, so to speak. And I don't mean that physically. I mean, how to not talk to them in a manner that I'm talking at them, how to mentor them to keep them engaged. Uh, you know, the second amendments under attack. And one of the places I see it under attack constantly is within its own community. And that's wrong. And we need to fix that. And uh, Amy, I appreciate you taking, taking the lead and doing that. Let's see. Oh, I think that kind of rounds it out on the instructor side. So I'm going to round this episode out with a couple of shout outs. Uh, there's several people that I met at the Guardian Conference that uh, oh, Rob and Chrissy and uh, gosh, the list goes on and on. Ivan, Ivan's a, a loyal listener and, and uh, Trey and uh, Juan and, and just, there's too many to name, uh, that came up and, and, uh, just quoted things from the podcast that they had taken. And some of them were LE people and some of them were civilian carriers or armed citizenry. Uh, and they all, you know, ex expressed an appreciation for the podcast. And, and I, <laughs> I couldn't do the podcast if y'all weren't downloading it. So I appreciate that. Um, Gosh, if I, that was just three names, I four names that I pulled off the top of my head, but everybody that came out to my class, 
I appreciate your time. I appreciate your effort. And uh, like I said, uh, or like Michael said from the get-go, our best expectation of you was that you actually showed up. And uh, showing up, is uh, that's the first step to, to anything. Uh, for my trainer buddies out there, here's something I want to impart to you. Um, are you training people to show them your knowledge or are you training people to make them the best that they can be with what they brought? So roll that one around. You training to show them your knowledge or are you training to make them the best they can be? The other thing I will say is, um, on the trainer side is, is we are all human and a lot of people come to get that human element from you and see, you know, am I like this person? Is this person like, did they start where I did? Um, you know, what's their background? How did they get to where they're at? And I would say training curriculum aside, it's good to put some of that human element forward and be approachable. Uh, it, it pains me to see the people that, uh, and I'm not pointing fingers at anyone, but I've seen, you know, I've seen other trainers in the industry that kind of get, uh, get a little bit pedestalish. And, uh, we all came from somewhere. We all started somewhere. And the worst thing that we can do is turn somebody away from the community of, uh, freedom, loving firearms, toting people. So be a good steward of that. And uh, I kind of leave you guys with that. Be a good steward for 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 the Second Amendment. Uh, I love it. I appreciate it. I I take uh, I take it with a great deal of responsibility that uh, people will come, uh, not only just pay me for their time, but uh, to be able to access what I've accumulated in you know thirty plus years of of gun handling and marksmanship and mindset and all the all the things that that uh make the defensive community uh great and people taking responsibility for their own safety and i can tell you as a you know a career law enforcement officer now there is nothing that i feel like a criminal feels more than than a that, that fears more than than a person that's prepared to uh prepared to defend themselves as my brother db says don't be the wounded baby gazelle at the watering hole right um i got a million and one of them uh I, I, my knowledge has increased and all of the people that have come on to this show have done so in a state of mentorship meaning None of them have been a jerk. None, they all want to share this information and they all have different backgrounds and different experiences. Uh, and they're all have valid backgrounds and experiences. And if you can channel some of that for your own journey, then it's a win. Uh, but once you've acquired that, you have to be a good steward of that information. And, uh, you know, the first rule I tell every police recruit, don't be a jerk. We can work everything else out, right? All right, guys. Uh, let's uh, talk about uh, sponsors because I did not do that in the pre-show. Uh, sponsors are excess sites. Excess sites, 
photoluminescent paint and tritium. Check them out at excesssites.com. CCW Safe, get 10% off your membership by entering code OFFDUTY10 at checkout. They're a legal service membership for concealed carriers and LEOs. The most comprehensive coverage by the most experienced team. The Concealed Carry Podcast Giveaway. Concealed Carry Podcast Giveaway, you have to sign up weekly. And uh, weekly, they're drawing prizes like a palm pepper spray. Uh, but last week, uh, Shane won a laser dot training cartridge. And next week, they're giving away a pack of 9mm dummy ammo. Dummy ammo is a valuable, valuable training tool. Uh for a host of reasons, not just for dry practice. Um, so get on the link and sign up uh, for the Concealed Carry Podcast giveaway. And as always, EDC Belt Company at edcbeltco.com, manufacturers of the foundation belt, the most comfortable, functional concealed carry belt on the market, hands down. Guys, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you have somebody you'd like to get on the show or you've got a, a topic you'd like to hear, uh, s- send it through the website. I'd be glad to reach out to somebody uh, and interview them. Or, you know, if you want to interview me, send me a line, drop me a line. The Off-Duty, On-Duty Podcast is a production of Eastridge Training and Consulting, LLC. Eastridge Training and Consulting, LLC, presents the following content for educational purposes only. Always take proper precautions, follow all firearm safety rules, consult with a competent firearms instructor, and have trained medical staff on hand when operating live firearms. Legal content, commentary, or explanations do not constitute legal advice. We are not attorneys and recommend always consulting with competent legal counsel when researching or seeking to understand laws and legal application. Eastridge Training and Consulting, LLC, its participants, partners, and affiliates are not liable for any action taken based on the content of this shared podcast.